I get this question all the time from the Hashi ladies. What if I can't get my workout done in one go? Should I not work out at all? What should I do? This is a question I'm gonna to answer today. My name is Dr. Emily Kybird. I'm a chiropractor and movement expert. I help women with Hashimoto's learn how to work out without the burnout. I have Hashimoto's. I'm currently in remission. And one of the main factors that I shifted along with how I ate and lifestyle factors and addressing environmental triggers was addressing this big piece that no one talks about, which is I was overtraining and I was burning myself out. One of the big factors I changed for myself, for my patients in person, and for women online is changing how I was working out. Out of that came my third baby, Thyroid Strong, my online program, again, to help women learn how to work out without the burnout. If you want to dip your toes into a Thyroid Strong style workout, I am offering a five-day what I'm calling the thyroid revolution. So it's five days of workouts. And I also believe that knowledge is power. So I'm including two live masterclasses on how to lose weight with Hashimoto's. Five workouts and two masterclasses on how to lose weight with Hashimoto's. You can sign up. It is free. That's right. It's free. It's not paid. It is free. You can go to dremilykybert.com forward slash rev, R-E-V. Super easy link so that you can sign up, especially for us ladies with Hashi brain fog who can sometimes forget our words. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into this idea of what if I can't get my workout in all in one? So there's this concept that one of my guests who was on the podcast a couple of years ago, Martin Gabala, introduced called exercise snacks. I like to call it microdosing our workout. And it was originally termed by Dr. Howard Hartley in 2007. Martin Gabala recently did a paper in 2022, so just last year, on the benefits of exercise snacks. And his definition of an exercise snack was a workout that was less than one minute long, so sub one minute, of vigorous exercise, high intensity, something like sprint intervals or high intensity interval training style workout. He found it was great for those that had a lack of time or a lack of access to facilities. And when he's saying facilities, I'm assuming gym, weights, a place to work out. And he found that this can offset the detrimental effects of prolonged sitting. Hello, sitting all day behind a computer. I know everyone who's listening probably has some aspect of that in their life. And he found that it offset those detrimental effects of prolonged sitting in terms of metabolic outcomes and vascular function. It was done in young adults, but I think this can apply to those of us who are sedentary and are also further along in our journey of life, like myself, who is 42. He defined these as exercise snacks. There was a separate study done by Wolf in 2020 that showed that breaking up prolonged sitting with hourly sprints, just hourly sprints, resulted in a 31% reduction in postprandial plasma triglycerides and a 42% increase in fat oxidation after the consumption of a high-fat meal in the morning. Super cool that you can eat a certain way, do an hourly sprint to break up your prolonged sitting and change your triglycerides and your fat oxidation. There was a separate study that showed that hourly bouts of stair-based exercise and we're not talking minutes of climbing stairs. We're talking about 15 to 30 seconds 
of stair climbing improved blood insulinemia and lipidemia. And granted, this study was only in 11 adults. They were overweight or obese. And this was compared to a control group that was sitting for nine hours straight uninterrupted, which sounds like a lot. I would say probably the majority of people that I treated in New York City, that was on the low side, nine hours. So they found that just hourly stair-based activity, sprints, 15 to 30 seconds, improved metabolic outcome. The other thing that happens when we sit a long time is that there are metabolic disruptions as well as reduced blood flow in the legs, which is really no surprise, as well as reduced shear stress. These factors can affect the endothelial function in our legs and lead to cardiovascular disease. I played with this concept of exercise snacks. In an ideal world, right, let's say we're just going for dream world, I would shoot for 10,000 steps a day. Ideally, they'd be outside, but sometimes they're on my walking pad inside. The walking pad is my favorite. I'll share the link in the show notes. And then I try to shoot for three to four days of resistance training a week. Ideally, I would take probably a 10 to 15 minute walk after I eat to just help with any sort of insulin resistance or glucose spike. That would be my physical activity. Well, that doesn't always happen. I have two kids. I have to get the majority of my stuff done between eight o'clock and two o'clock. So after I drop them off and before I pick them up from school. Yes, I do get activity with them after school, but not all the time. The weather doesn't abide. Life happens. So I played with this in two variations recently. One variation was I did 10 one-minute sprints. So I went out the house and sprinted up the hill and I did it. It wasn't every hour on the hour because that would have been over 10 hours, but it was every half hour to 30 minutes. And I just did a one-minute sprint up the hill and I walked back down and I got to work. The other variation I tried wasn't a sub one-minute high-intensity interval, which Gabala promotes. It was 10 minutes of lifting. So I did 10 minutes of lifting in the morning. I came to, got some work done. And then I did 10 minutes after lunch. And then I picked up my kids and I got like 10 minutes in after I picked them up. So it was 30 minutes total, which is kind of a typical thyroid strong workout, but it wasn't done in a single 30 minute chunk. It was done in three chunks over the day. And it was a normal workout. So it was deadlifts, presses. There were some glute kickbacks because I'm trying to get my booty bigger to combat all the sitting. And then it was squats and rows. And then the last one was lunges and a paloff press, mainly kettlebell base. The deadlifts were heavier because I'm deadlifting around body weight and trying to push above body weight. So around 155 is kind of my warm-up set. Things that I noticed, obviously you're not going to sweat. So you don't have to be like sweating as much, right? As a full workout, start to finish in one go. So I didn't have to change my clothes. I could keep my work clothes on and still do a sprint uh, or workout, 10 minutes of lifting. I was less sore. So if I do 30 minutes straight, I notice kind of the next day, uh, hamstrings are a little tighter, which is a good thing, right? We don't want to just work out and not feel anything because that means there's really no change in the muscle. You don't want to be so debilitated sore that you can't walk downstairs or when you go to sit on the toilet, you kind of fall over because your quads are so sore. But there was just general less soreness, which I thought was really interesting. Would I do this every day? No. Is this a workout strategy I'd, I'd want to move forward with? I think maybe one 
of those three to four resistance training workouts could potentially be that maybe every other week, once in a while. I wouldn't make this my goal for every single day that is a resistance training day. But it is good for those days that are packed, that are totally full of life, soccer games, being a soccer mom, picking up the kids, making dinner, making lunch, all the things. And so I think this is a good strategy. I think some people feel like, oh, I didn't get my workout in because it wasn't all in one go. And I think to give yourself grace and to remember we are working out not to get better at working out. We are working out to get better at life. So I work out. My goal is to have the energy to be with my kids because they are very playful. I work out not to increase my deadlift PR. While that is a good goal and a good metric to measure, I want to be able to pick up the couch so my kid can vacuum under it, right? I want to be able to press my suitcase overhead without worrying I'm going to hurt my shoulder or hurt my back or hurt my neck. So I work out to get better at life, to have the energy to be present and the best mom with my kids, not to get better at uh, working out necessarily. I think just keeping that in mind, giving yourself grace, remembering that a workout should be fun, a workout should make us feel strong and give us energy. It shouldn't destroy us and take us away from the rest of our day. I remember when I was younger in New York City, doing a lot of boutique group fitness classes, I would work out to destroy myself, to kind of beat myself up, to give myself that hard, sweaty workout where I just wanted to like lay on the floor in a puddle of sweat afterwards. Well, I don't want to do that anymore because then I can't function the rest of my day. I can't function and be present with my kids. I want to lay on the couch while they're playing with their toys. And that is not the kind of mom I want to show up as. So um, some of the strategies you can employ is breaking up a 30 work, 30 minute workout, keeping a kettlebell next to your desk. I have one right here. I have a 12 kilo, nothing crazy. And integrating some move throughout your day, one hour every day. Maybe it's some rows and some kettlebell hikes, 10 kettlebell hikes, and then, you know, five rows each side every hour on the hour. It could be breaking up a 30 minute workout into three 10 minute chunks. It could be doing sprints, you know, every 45 minutes for a single minute. Um, I really love my walking pad. I don't sprint on it, but I do love getting my steps in when I'm behind my computer on my walking pad. And so I'll drink that. I'll drop. I'll drop that into the show notes. <clears throat> I think for those who are insulin resistant, and I used to be insulin resistant because I would basically wake up, go to my local coffee shop, get a coffee and croissant, very Parisian and very New York, and then I'd work all day. I'd skip lunch. And then I'd have like a little piece of steak or salmon and some broccoli or asparagus, one or the other. And uh, I was under eating. And I was mainly, if I did eat lunch, pounding carbs. So it was like carbs for breakfast, carbs for lunch, a little bit of protein at night. I was not eating enough protein. There was a 2014 study by uh, a researcher called Francois who showed the benefits of brief, vigorous, intense walking, walking, not sprinting, on glycemic control in individuals who are insulin resistant. It only involved 11 minutes of exercise total, six sets of one minute bouts of walking and one minute of recovery periods in between that six minutes, individual one minute bouts of walking and found that there was an improvement in glycemic control in individuals who were insulin resistant. So I think 
done. Getting it done is better than perfect. I think every rep, and I tell this to my thyroid strong ladies, every rep is a perfect rep of one. And sometimes we have this dream of what our workout looks like. If you're going to look on a calendar that every day is checked and every day is perfect, consistency looks like probably getting it in 80% of the time if you kind of go by the 80-20 rule. So I look at success as like, hey, if I got 80% of my week in, in terms of steps and my workouts, it was a good week. All right, ladies. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will drop some of the research into the show notes. I will drop my link for a walking pad in the show notes. If you're like, where do I get a kettlebell? I'll drop my favorite place to get kettlebells, kettlebell kings into the show notes. And there's a great Arthur Ashe quote that I talk about all the time in Thyroid Strong, which is start where you are, kind of like meet yourself where you're at, use what you have. So don't let the fact that you don't have a kettlebell stop you from picking up a weight, pick up a jug of water and do what you can. And especially with Hashimoto's, every single day feels different. One day you're like, I'm on top of the world. And then the next day you feel moody and bloated and grumpy. And then the next day you're exhausted. And then the next day you're ready to, you, you feel like your old self. So every day is a new day. Every day you feel different, but something is better than nothing. And done is better than perfect. And lastly, every rep is a perfect rep of one. So if you get one rep in, better than nothing. All right, ladies, if you have not been inside Thyroid Strong and you want to dip your toe and try it out, the Thyroid Strong Revolution is coming May 15th. Go sign up, dremilykyber.com forward slash rev, R-E-V, five workouts and a two-part masterclass that's taught live on how to lose weight with Hashimoto's, right? Because that is really outside of fatigue, the other big struggle that we struggle with. All right, ladies, I'll see you next time.